food. We will begin at the top of our bulletin. Alleluia, Christ is risen. On this day, the Lord has acted. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, open our lips. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. 
Amen. Alleluia. Alleluia, the Lord is risen indeed. Come, let us adore him. Alleluia. Alleluia. Christ, the Passover, has been sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Alleluia. Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death that he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. <clears throat> so also consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Jesus Christ our Lord. Alleluia. Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ shall all be made alive. Alleluia. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Alleluia. Shout and sing, hear the procession of your King. The Lord of is risen. Let God arise, and let his enemies be scattered. Let those who hate him flee before him. Let them vanish like smoke when the wind drives it away. As the wax melts at the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of God. But let the righteous be glad and rejoice before God. Let them also be merry and joyful. Sing to God, sing praises to his name, exalt him who rides upon the heavens. Yahweh is his name. Rejoice before him. Your voices shout and sing, hear the procession of your King, the Lord of hosts is risen. Father of orphans, defender of widows, God in his holy habitation. God gives the solitary a home and brings forth prisoners into freedom, but the rebels shall live in dry places. O oh God, when you went forth before your people, when you marched through the wilderness, the earth shook and the skies poured down rain at the presence of God, the God of Sinai, at the presence of God, the God of Israel. You sent a gracious rain, O oh God, upon your inheritance. You refreshed the land when it was weary. Your people found their home in it. In your goodness, O oh God, you have made provision for the poor. Lift up your voices, shout and sing. Hear the procession of your King. The Lord of hosts is risen. Sing to God, O oh kingdoms of the earth. 
Sing praises to the Lord. He rides in the heavens, the ancient heavens. He sends forth his voice, his mighty voice. Ascribe power to God. His majesty is over Israel. His strength is in the skies. How wonderful is God in his holy places, the God of Israel giving strength and power to his people. Blessed be God. Approach our God with songs of praise, the Lord and night of all our days, the hope of every nation. From all who would our lives oppress, God we redeem by righteousness and bless us with salvation. to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day, all generations shall call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and, his, and holy is his name. <clears throat> he has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hunger with good things, hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to help, he has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. 
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. <clears throat> A reading from Acts. When the apostles had come together, they asked Jesus, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, It is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, they were gazing up towards heaven. Suddenly, two men in white robes stood by them, and they said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up towards heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. As they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. When they had entered the city, they went into the room upstairs where they were staying. Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. All were constantly devoting themselves to prayer, together with certain women including Mary, the mother of Jesus, as well as his brothers. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God. You take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit. In the glory of God the Father, amen. The word of the Lord. A reading from Peter. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that is taking place among you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you are sharing Christ's sufferings, so that you may also be glad and shout for joy when his glory is revealed. If you are reviled for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the spirit of glory, which is the spirit of God, is resting on you. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that he may exalt you in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Discipline yourselves, keep alert, like a roaring lion 
Your adversary, the devil, prowls around looking for someone to devour. Resist him, steadfast in your faith, for you know that your brothers and sisters in all the world are undergoing the same kinds of sufferings. And after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, support, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. The word of the Lord. A reading from the Gospel of John. Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, so that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all people, to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. So now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had in your presence before the world existed. I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me, I have given to them, and they have received them and know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you have sent me. I'm asking on their behalf. I'm not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine and I have been glorified in him. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world. And I am coming to you, Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one, as we are one. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We find ourselves this Sunday on the seventh Sunday of the Easter season. I distinctly remember as we planned for Easter this year, even in the midst of our unusual circumstances, being certain that at some point in the Easter season, we would gather together in this building and celebrate together. Obviously, I was beyond wrong, and yet we still have gathered every week in the way in which we have. The seventh Sunday of Easter gives us readings that remind us of Christ's ascension, as we heard in Acts. Yet this is not Ascension Sunday. There is no Ascension Sunday. The Feast of the Ascension of Christ leaving this earth once again, always falls on the Thursday between the sixth and seventh Sundays of Easter. This past story, the lectionary assigned from the Gospel of Luke, 
the story of Christ's ascension. It is startling in some ways to recognize how brief a time the disciples had with Jesus. His death on the cross came when he was only 33 years old. His time after the resurrection was the 50 days. Our lives as Christians, even the lives of the disciples, are marked much more by being followers of Christ without his physical presence than the time they actually spend with him. The Gospel of John that we hear today underlines this message of Christ returning to be with God and what that means for this faith moving forward. The gospel that we're hearing is actually not from after the resurrection. We are planted very firmly in the middle of the Last Supper. Seems odd to go back to that part of the story when we're supposed to be in this Alleluia season of Easter. But that's where we are. Sitting at the table with the disciples. Sharing bread and wine with the looming truth of the crucifixion to come. And yet we hear Jesus speak words of comfort, comfort of his presence, his realness, his message, even with the shadow of all that is to come hanging over them. In that way, we can see ever so clearly the fact that these Gospels were given after all had been said and done, with that pastoral perspective of hindsight, sitting with the disciples, sitting with the authors, to comfort those who would grieve, to comfort those who would be sitting in times of uncertainty, to comfort those who are facing a future that looks nothing like that which we planned. This week, churches have been of particular interest in our media and our politics. And trust me, I know how dangerous it is to mention politics in the midst of a Sunday sermon. A statement was made about the need for churches to be opened, the essentialness of churches. Now, I'm not going to debate here whether or not church buildings should or should not be open. But I find it ironic that a statement such as this would come in the midst of our ascension, our ascension readings and the end of the Easter season. Because every single Sunday we have gathered, it may look very different than what we are used to, but we have gathered. Our building, yes, is closed, but the church has indeed been open. The work that we have done, gathering in prayer, serving the least among us, being in community, being followers of Christ, none of that has stopped. The church has adapted and changed but we are open, we are alive. 
We are Christians regardless of any status of a building, regardless of any status of a liturgy. In fact, I think this time has been a great reminder for Episcopalians, though we love our liturgy, and certainly I love our liturgy and traditions, that we are so much more than the way we have always done it. That our faith is so much more than an hour and a half on a Sunday morning. The time the disciples had with the physical presence of Christ was minimal compared to the ministry of Christianity that has expanded far and beyond the resurrection and ascension. It's an apt metaphor for the world that we are currently living in, breaking us free from that which we think we need to practice our faith and reminding us what is at the core of what we do. To love God, to know God within ourselves, and to be God's presence in the world. That is what we are called to do. As we hear Jesus say in the gospel, and now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world. We are in the world. Christ is not bound by his physical presence here and now just as our faith is not bound by gathering in this sacred space. Christ is present on this earth because we are present on this earth. And it is our duty, not just on a Sunday morning, but in everything we do, to be living that faith and spreading that message. We are Christians every minute of every day. Certainly, this sacred space, this building, this sanctuary, can feed our soul, can nurture us in living as Christians, but we cannot confuse that with it allowing us to be Christian. We have not hit pause on faith. We have not hit pause on being Christian. We have not hit pause on being Emmanuel. I am grateful every Sunday to see my screen fill with faces of the faithful. And I know that this is only one part of how we practice that faith. The most extraordinary Christians throughout history have been Christians outside of their buildings of worship. This week, I've been particularly thinking of Bonhoeffer, a famous German theologian, on my mind as we've been continuing our Jewish-Christian relations class, whose mark of faith and extraordinary work in this world was continuing to fight for the Jewish people, to push against the Nazi regime, to speak the truth of the gospel that he knew. His faith we know in history because of how he practiced in his social justice and in the world far and beyond the walls of any Christian building. His faith expanded him to speak out and to be in the world in a holy Christian way, to be Christ in the world in the midst of an incredibly dark time.
There are places around the world being ravaged by this illness, by fear and uncertainty. How will we be Christ in the world far and beyond our building? Because Christ remains in this world because we are here. An extraordinary honor and perhaps a daunting burden. But one we are equal to because we feed ourselves in the gatherings such as we do here and now. Not so that we can be Christian. This is not our defining moment. But to support us in being Christian far and beyond this space. <clears throat> Next week, we will enter into Pentecost and then Trinity Sunday and then our ordinary season. The season that takes the majority of the time and space in our liturgical year. The time where we are reminded again and again how to be the disciples of Christ. The time where again and again we are reminded of how hard that was for the disciples to actually understand, which I always take great comfort in. It took a lot for them to get this, and they still probably didn't get it even when Christ was gone. But they lived it and they practiced it. We are transitioning now into the daily work of being Christian of the work that has been put back on us in our calling to be the followers of Christ, not just to sit and listen, but to go and act. Perhaps now more than ever, we need that call to go and act, to be the hands and feet of Christ in the world because it is so desperately needed, because it is so desperately wanted and because we cannot sit back and wait for someone else to do it. It is us, the hands and feet of Christ, that are called to this work. So regardless of when this building opens or doesn't, the church indeed is open and alive and well. The faithful pray and gather. The faithful do the work of Christ in the world. And we support each other in that work because we are in this world together. Amen. We continue together on page six, professing our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. In a moment, we will enjoy an offertory from our guest musician this morning, Raymond, who has uh, played for us before in church um, and has done some drumming with our kids uh, pre-COVID pandemic. Um, as we listen to the offertory, I'll remind you that this is a time when we are encouraged to give our gifts to God. One of the ways in which we are uh, attempting to uh, pass the plate electronically, I'll see if I can share this correctly, is through um, our text to give feature that we have at Emmanuel, where you can support our ministry and our work. Um, you can save this number on your phone, you can give at any time. And I give thanks for all the gifts of God that you all give to this church that allow us to continue to support our partners such as Youth and Family Services and St. Luke's and Ballard and it allows us to maintain the fund to support those who are hit by this economic crisis. So I pray that you will walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself as an offering and a sacrifice to God. Thank you. 
We continue together on page seven of our bulletin. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world. For only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care. And guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth. Your saving help from among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten. Nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God. And sustain us with your Holy Spirit. O God, the King of glory, you have exalted your only Son, Jesus Christ, with great triumph to your kingdom in heaven. Do not leave us comfortless, but send us your Holy Spirit to strengthen us and exalt us to that place where our Savior Christ has gone before us, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God in glory everlasting. Amen. Amen. O God, you make us glad with the weekly remembrance of the glorious resurrection of your Son, our Lord. Give us this day such blessing through our worship of you, that the week to come may be spent in your favor, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you as eternal life and to serve you as perfect freedom, defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting your defense, may not fear the power of any adversities, of the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Let us pray for the church and for the world. Grant Almighty God that all who confess your name may be united in your truth, live together in your love, and reveal your glory in the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Guide the people of this land and of all nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Guide the people of this land and of all nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. Lord, in your mercy, give us all a reverence for the earth as your own creation, that we may use its resources rightly in the service of others and to your honor and glory. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Bless all whose lives are closely linked with ours, especially those celebrating birthdays this week. Katya Nimick, Jean Greaves, Rick Bogar, Maxine Gordon Stewart. Give them courage and hope in their, all their troubles and correction and grant that we may serve Christ in them 
and love one another as he loves us. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit, and all afflicted with the coronavirus and COVID-19, and especially those who are sick or suffering, including Reverend John Allen, Jerry Griffiths Beggs, Niall Clark, Diane Goodman, Richard Hall, Lorna Hamill, Joyce Hedges, Hannah Hooper, Peter Mackenheimer, Michael Miller, Sue Rawlings, Karen Rowley, Ron Smith, Vicki Smith, Don Snow, Leanne Snow, William Victory, Michael Wandell, Julie Wiegand, and Peter Wiley. Give them courage and hope in their troubles and bring them the joy of your salvation. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We commend to your mercy all who have died and all who have perished in the armed services and are being fondly remembered this Memorial Day, especially Larry Brown, John Pluth, Matt Temple, and all those who mourn, that your will for them may be fulfilled, and that and we pray that we may share with all your saints in your eternal kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hardwood of the cross that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit that we, reaching forth our hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge of your love and love of you for the honor of your name. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, you've given us grace at this time with one accord to mark our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. Bless, bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. Please stick around after the prelude. We'll have announcements and coffee hour.
Thank you.